The goal of a project can sometimes be forgotten as team members get caught up doing different tasks. Sometimes the goal can change, especially when it's a project that is being delivered over several years. However, effective team mobilisation can ensure projects not only strive towards their goal, but also get completed on time and on budget. Today, we discuss why effective team mobilisation is necessary and what resources are needed to mobilise a team. I'm Annie Mae Forster and this is Any Talk. All right, so welcome back to Any Talk. Today I'm joined by General Manager Stephen Kula-Mendez. Hello, Steve. Hi, Annie Mae. Thanks for having me. And we've also got Managing Director Adam Evans. Hello, Adam. Hi, Annie Mae. Thanks for having us again. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about team mobilisation in projects. So, Steve, if I could just start with you. Can you briefly explain what team mobilisation is and at what stage of a project does team mobilisation occur? Yeah, thank you, Annie May. So I want to always set the scene first before I talk about team mobilisation and talk about typically complex types of projects here. These aren't one month, two month projects we're talking about. We're talking about two year plus projects, very complex. So involve a number of companies in a supply chain, typically might involve a, an element of design and engineering and R&D, also involve an element of build and a lengthy sort of commissioning period or handover period to a customer to then take what they've rightfully paid for and, and be able to operate it and realize benefits to end users. Some of the projects I'm talking about are typical in Department of Defence, also in other sort of government procurement aspects, and they generally have high capital dollars associated with them. There's typically large corporations that are bidding for these projects and the resources required to deliver these projects are in the order of 20, 30 people, all the way up until organisations of about 200 odd people required to deliver them. So now that the scene is set, I think the next aspect that we talk about is mobilization and at what stage does it occur and what is it? We're really talking about finding the right people to resource a project, to deliver a project and deliver successful outcomes. When governments spend this amount of money on a project and in many times these projects are also in the spotlight, they're generally after results and schedule is one of those key elements that they want to make sure. We hear in the papers all the time, delays, delays, delays. Everyone has egg on their face when they see these papers. They think, how on earth is this project taking so long to deliver? It's not good for anyone. And this is part of team mobilization. So having the right resources in place at the right time can really help keep the schedule on track. It can really help momentum. We talk about successful projects being about the people, the way it's resourced, the processes they have and the tools they have to deliver. This is one of the key elements of that getting the right people in there to deliver when they should be is fundamentally what we're talking about. I've witnessed projects in the past where it's taken at least months or so to provide the right team in place. I've also seen other projects that we've been involved in and taken an active role in helping mobilize the team being developed in a matter of days. The difference between a couple of days and a couple of months to mobilize the right team can often mean years to the actual schedule in a large multi-year campaign project. Okay, so yeah, you mentioned needing the right resources for team mobilisation. So what are those resources that you need apart from having the right people? 
certainly um, when we're talking about resources, it's the right people, it's the right structures, it's the right tools, and it's the right processes. So if we're talking about a large project with a design aspect to it, then it's having people with the right skill sets as well. So thinking of aspects that may involve 3D CAD design, for example, in mechanical projects where we're talking about fabricating items or designing items to then be fabricated and form assemblies and sub-assemblies and larger systems. Having the right people in place to provide structure, provide a design lifecycle that is reliable, and then also understand how that's then delivered and going to meet the customer's objectives as well. So everything from having project managers to having engineers, having dedicated individuals looking at the project schedule to make sure expectations are aligned, all the way down to having the right PCs and software and security architecture. All of these things are incredibly important in bringing together and mobilizing a project team that can deliver. Okay. And Adam, to you, why is effective team mobilization important? Steve spoke before about being able to deliver projects without delays and having the right people to deliver those projects. So to you, why is, why is it important? Well, let's have a look at projects that fail. Projects that don't do as well, that aren't as effectively mobilised, typically rely on a bums-on-seat model for resourcing. They may not have invested time and effort into the purpose of the project and setting the right culture. So there's a thousand reasons why uh, projects would fail if it's not taken seriously. If you don't fully appreciate the value of correctly planning and mobilising a project, then there is a much greater likelihood of failure. Steve made reference to the people. It's absolutely true in the early stages of mobilising a new project that people are the core. If you get the wrong people or if you make compromises on the people that you are selecting for that core team, the probability of project failure increased dramatically. During those early, early stages of project design and mobilisation, there should be absolutely no compromise on who it is that you are putting into the project because they'll be helping to define the why, the purpose this project is going to be delivered. And they are the people that will be setting the tone, the standard, the pacing, the momentum, the communication style. They'll be setting the culture of the entire team. They are the people that should be defining what kind of tools are going to be needed to deliver the project. So it's critically important to set it up for success, to minimize the chance of failure. Most projects fail. Most projects don't deliver exactly what they're supposed to deliver at the budget that they're supposed to deliver it within the timeframe that they're supposed to deliver it. Properly resourcing the front end of a project during mobilization dramatically reduces the chance of project failure and significantly reduces the impact because it sets the right conditions with people, processes and tools to deliver it successfully. Yeah, so when you say most projects do fail, has there been a situation where there has been a project that anyone has worked on that has failed and how were you able to rebound from that? Yeah, so when I say projects fail, when projects are kicked off, they have set certain expectations internally and externally on scope, schedule and budget typically. They make promises that they can deliver X capability by Y amount of time at Z cost. And they are best guesses at the time, but they are bold promises. Along the way, things change. Project team needs to adapt and evolve to treat known or unknown emerging risks or challenges to the project. And we've had a couple of projects that 
were long-term, typically not delivered internally to us. Rather, these were projects that we were complementing by providing mobilisation staff to and consulting staff into our client's team that have shown very early and dramatic signs of failure, primarily because there was insufficient time and effort built into the front end to correctly identify the kind of team that would be required to mobilise it and then to converge the thinking onto the absolute core elements of that project that must be delivered. We make it a habit of being excellent at our own jobs, but then also pursuing excellence for our clients' processes and their own projects. So no project ever follows every business rule in every company. It needs to deviate to deliver success. And in the two projects that I'm thinking of now that showed signs of dramatic failure, our consultants, did a number of things. The first and foremost thing they did is they put their hand up and identified that there was a trend for this particular project heading in the wrong direction and encouraged collaborative discussion around mitigation strategies to keep the schedule and to keep the amount of deliverable scope on the right side of success at the right cost. Large bureaucratic organisations can be overly constrained and can't adjust in time. In a couple of examples, that was the case where the client was literally unable to adapt or throw more resources or to adapt the project delivery model. So our consultant team requested additional support from Anywise. We uplifted a small planning team into both of these projects to conduct quite a simple dip check of where the projects were against their own expectations quickly modelled the resources required to achieve those critical tasks and then encouraged and worked with the client to reallocate resources so that they were making the right decisions. Their decisions, we just helped them realise them, the right decisions on the right priority of tasks to be completed to ensure a more successful project. So what normally happens is people in any team get busy and they all get busy doing what they think is the right thing. And where the right thing, the why, the purpose for the project hasn't been established really well and invested in upfront during mobilisation, it can be lost. So everyone gets busy all pulling in their direction and sometimes those directions are opposing. So there's this inertia around project success, which just, you just can't get to the finish line quick enough. So for the two projects specifically, our consultants pulled the lever when they realised that they didn't have the resources available to them in the client's projects to do it in their own right. We offered additional assistance to conduct a review of where the project is against its expectation. And then we worked with the client to realign that effort to mitigate any further losses. If we were to ask the five whys, you know, root cause analysis, why did that happen? Why were people working on the wrong thing? Why was dissatisfaction among the project team so high? Fundamentally, in both scenarios, it comes back to a poor effort at mobilising the project at the front end. These two projects in particular were just never set up for success. All the hard work from all of the project's staff were just never going to get them over the line because everybody was working with what they thought was the right thing to do. They didn't fully understand the purpose their role in the purpose and therefore what everybody should have been focused on. Okay. And Steve, what Adam was saying before about anywise being able to talk to clients to make sure that the project is delivered to the best ability of the team. What are some other reasons that anywise is able to mobilize their teams well compared to larger organizations? 
Yeah, thanks, Annie May. I think at the crux of trying to answer that question simply, I'm going to say it's a lot of our expertise. So there's deep expertise in a number of different environments that make us acutely aware to some of the risks that generally occur in larger organisations as well. So if I take a, an example which happens all too often, in particular in larger organisations where there's typically a bid team responsible for the winning part of the project um, and then there's an operations team that's responsible for the delivery side of the project. All too often the case with winning these large types of projects is the bid team isn't necessarily talking to the operations team. The bid team will define and design a project, will win a project with certain themes and They'll then, for want of a term, as soon as that signature is signed, the bid team celebrate, pop the champagne, and then say, operations team, over to you guys now. Go deliver it. Our job's done here. I've personally seen this a number of times, and I've then seen that those consequences. So touching on what Adam described before that and touching on the themes of purpose, often in that translation period and the handover period, that purpose can often be lost. Certainly some of the underlying assumptions can be lost. All of these things can start to morph away from what the project is trying to achieve and understanding the customer's expectations. And this is where I guess mobilization comes into it and what we as Anywise have offered is this real tangible value to, to clients is at this point in time, be acutely aware of those really early symptoms of that just by having some conversations with folk sitting in, in an environment and realizing where these risks are. So being able to raise it and do something about it really early in the piece before it runs away and it turns into that project that ends up on the front page of the paper. All right, great. Well, thanks, Adam and Steve, for talking to me today about team mobilisation. Thanks for having us, Annie May. Thank you, Annie May. That's all from us today. Thank you for listening and make sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram or check out our website at anywise.com.au. Until next time, I'm Annie May Forster and this is Any Talk. <laughs>